0: Hi, this is Rod Eccles, and you're listening to Tap into the Truth with Tim Tapp.
1: Don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in the guns. All the unions always ask people.
2: to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee, and we are having a heck of a time just trying to hang on for dear life as we continue to watch the complete and total disaster that is The Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. administration. A few more years of Bidenomics and there will never be another uh, economic school of thought ever, right? All right, let's jump right in, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot of stuff to get to today. Although, I guess before doing that, I probably should mention our friends over at 4Patriots. After all, again, given Bidenomics being in full effect you might need to be a little prepared for disasters of any kind, natural or uh, Biden-caused. Uh, the thing is, do you need survival food kits? Four Patriots got that. Do you need backup emergency electricity? Four Patriots got you covered there. Do you need water filtration? Four Patriots got that. What about garden, gardening utensils for small garden spaces? Well, 4Patriots has a lot of good stuff along those lines, too. In fact, if it involves helping you to be prepared for the curveballs that life may throw at you, there's a really good chance 4Patriots has something that can help you out with that. And there is no better way to truly enjoy the blessings of individual liberty than to be individually responsible. And if you're going to engage in individual responsibility... Self-reliance is key. So go visit our friends over at 4Patriots and uh, see everything they've got to offer. Uh, They are particularly proud of their food, and they should be. Those survival food kits are awesome and they're delicious. And they are very proud of the variety of options they have to help you have emergency electricity. Back up in case your power grid goes down for a few hours or a few weeks. The options are there. They're great. Just go check them out. That's all I've ever asked. You'd see something over there, though, that you decide you just have to have. Well, just remember to use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P at checkout and you'll save 10% on your order. And again, you know, Bidenomics and all, who can't use an additional 10% off discount? I mean, seriously. So one more time, visit the number four patriots.com, four patriots.com. And use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, at checkout. All right, let's uh, take a quick look at a few quick hitters before we get into today's primary topics. We'll start with the fact that uh, in case you've been, I don't know, actually busy doing something important, maybe you don't know that Meta has launched yet another social media platform. This one's called Threads. And it's basically a Twitter ripoff. It's designed specifically to be like Twitter. The folks at Meta have decided to kind of latch it together with Instagram. So now you've got Facebook, you've got Instagram, and you have threads. Now, it was kind of funny. Uh, in its initial launch, they got somewhere around 10% of what Zuckerberg was saying up front was the expected first day signups and they had plenty of folks over at Twitter making fun of threads and uh, I think it's important to note at this point that it actually was a very good thing for free speech when Elon Musk took over Twitter because it opened Twitter back up to conservatives conservatives didn't boot it off uh, folks that just occasionally, asked a question that might have been a challenge to the power of the leftist, uh, you would find yourself shadow banned, ratioed, ignored, and then eventually eliminated. So when Elon took over, uh, it was a good day for Twitter. Twitter actually has been much improved, but they are still having some financial issues. Uh, Important to remember that Twitter had never been profitable ever but that leads back to the question can mark zuckerberg the master behind facebook the guy who's then bought up a bunch of apps by showing up and saying hey that's a nice app you have there be ashamed if something happened to it (laughs) that's not that far from what actually happened lots of times zuckerberg and his team would show up when it came to whatsapp when it came to instagram their model really was they went to the ownership and they said hey You can take a boatload of money from us and sell it to us, or we're just going to rip you off and take all your uh, customers away. Your choice. And so most of those people will say, okay, we'll take the boatload of money and not have to worry about it anymore. They are in this situation, though, where everybody's been seen to drop off in activity because All the young folks have moved on to the next app. If we can get them away from TikTok, it'll be great. But they're definitely not on Facebook. They're not on Instagram anymore. Uh, I say that when you use the term WhatsApp, uh, about the only thing that conservatives know about WhatsApp is the fact that that's where Hunter Biden was sending his shakedown messages to the Chinese uh, business folks. Uh, Previous to that and that breaking story, I doubt very many conservatives were that familiar with it, especially if you are someone over the age of 35. Now, younger than that, you probably probably had a pretty good idea. Now, uh, granted, you probably had heard of it. You didn't really know much what it was. That's a whole new ballgame, though. What's funny is that Jack Dorsey, who used to run things over at Twitter, he was the founder, of course. He immediately noted that this threads launch that happened this past Wednesday uh was a cheap ripoff. Of course, you know, Meta didn't hide the fact to be honest, they, they said, OK, here's your Twitter alternative because they know a lot of lefties are mad that all the conservatives are back on Twitter and they can't get us banned or kicked off like they used to be able to. It's not their echo chamber anymore. So Zuckerberg and company are kind of cashing in on the idea that all the Twitter folks that are addicted to Twitter, but that are uber leftist and can't stand to be outside of an echo chamber might want to go to a new echo chamber not a bad business plan, really. But like I said, Dorsey immediately pointed out uh, what was going on there. And uh, he also said, point blank, that uh, they're going to collect all kinds of data on you and that all your threads will belong to them. And that's in the user's agreement. So that's all true. Uh, Elon, of course, responded by saying, yeah, absolutely true. And given what we've seen in the past, you really shouldn't expect anything to be private. This is this is me talking to you now, not them. Uh, the app was shared. Uh, several similarities with Twitter. It allows users to make posts that are up to five hundred characters long, and share that they're up to uh, videos that are up to five minutes long. Uh, users can also post links, photos, videos, which are typically. Uh, used for social media apps, uh, fairly common things there. But Threads also features a central feed that includes posts from people that they follow, nearly the exact same as Twitter's design. The app also recommends content from other users and allows turning on notifications for specific users. Both are also features taken directly from twitter so again no surprise cheap ripoff right now elon he jumped in uh, right off the bat uh, part of the fun mocking the launch for threads including that threads was mostly things copy and pasted from twitter but then after he started digging into it he realized exactly how much copy and paste it really was So then he ended up having a few serious things to say about what Zuckerberg was doing with threads, saying that Twitter is then threatening to sue Meta over what they were saying is, quote, systemic, willful, and unlawful misappropriation of Twitter's trade secrets and intellectual property, as well as scraping Twitter's data. Uh, they laid it all out in a cease and desist letter sent from a Twitter lawyer, Alex Sabero. So uh, this is going to be kind of fun to watch, I think. There was already a rumor going on late last week and into early this past week that it would appear as if Mark Zuckerberg had agreed to go into a cage fight with Elon Musk. Uh, a lot of folks are now speculating that it was the launch of threads uh, coming so close that was a big part of what was intended to be part of this, Uh, some folks are now starting to wonder if that was actually a joke or not, because it looks like they may be headed for a major confrontation regardless. All right, another uh, quick hit story here as well. (sighs) We talk about this a lot when we talk about the southern border, and the fact that it's open, uh, despite the fact that Joe Biden and everybody in his administration will try to tell you, oh, it's under control. We have it under control. Uh, lies, lies, more lies. Well, we talk about who is it that's coming across the border, we talk about the reason for having control of the border is to make sure that we, in fact, do know who is coming in to the country and even more to the point that we can keep out Certain people from entering the company, uh, the company, uh, the country. And it's not us mean old racist, bigoted, uh, hypocritical conservatives just saying we don't like people that look different than us. No, it's for situations like this story. See, the Department of Homeland Security late last week released an illegal immigrant, uh, illegal migrant into the United States. Uh, They had him in custody, and then they just released him. Okay, you're like, oh, chum, that's not news. They do this every day by the thousands, tens of thousands some days. Yes, but uh, plot twist, this particular illegal migrant just so happened to be on the terrorist watch list. And, (laughs) surprise, surprise, they actually were able to find him again. It took them two weeks, but they didn't find him. After the release, all this according to a report from the department's inspector general. The recently released report says that multiple mistakes were made by Customs and Border Protection when they apprehended an illegal alien in the Yuma, Arizona sector of the U.S. southern border in April of 2022. My reaction to that statement is, well, duh. Now, I will point out, though, you want to talk about mistakes being made by customs and border protection, when what you should be talking about is mistakes that are being forced by errant, ridiculous, and irresponsible border policy that they're being expected to enforce. They're playing by the rules that have been laid out to them. Now, I, like many of you, am not a fan of the idea of, I was just following orders as a defense. But we have to hold everyone accountable, and this is the same Customs and Border Protection organization that was doing a much better job under previous administrations. So you tell me who's at fault. It starts at the top, it trickles down, right? Anyway, back to the report, quoting from it again. U.S. Customs and Border Protection apprehended and subsequently released a migrant without providing information requested by the Federal Bureau of Investigation's Terrorist Screening Center. This information would have confirmed that the migrant was a positive match with the terrorist screening data set, a.k.a. the terrorist watch list. This occurred because custom and border protections ineffective practices and processes for resolving Inconclusive matches with the terrorist watch list led to multiple mistakes. Okay, so here in the report, they're basically saying that, well, you know, the way they try to match it up, if there's a question, they just don't have a very good follow up procedure if it's not a conclusive answer right off the bat. They're just typing in names 다- ahead, defence, type, 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 type. Um, Okay, there's seven people by that same name. Uh One of them may be a terrorist. The others aren't. Not sure if this is one that is or isn't. Eh, we'll not bother doing the necessary follow-up. That's what they're accusing them of here. Now, according to the report, back on April 17th of 2022, Border Patrol apprehended a migrant and their family members in the Yuma Arizona area. The agency said that their and them pronouns were used in the report to conceal the individual's gender. Now again I point to where does that policy come from? Why is it necessary to hide an individual's gender? Why is it necessary to use they, them pronouns if it isn't for the fact that this administration is so very concerned about gender identity? Because you're very brave. You're some of the bravest people on earth. If you decide as a dude you're going to put on a dress and say, call me ma'am. It's not brave. It's just weird. But anyway, after the release... When the individual's presence on the watch list was, in fact, uh, determined—happened on April 21st of 2022—Immigration and Customs Enforcement, a.k.a. ICE, moved to apprehend the individual. The local ICE office in Tampa believed that the migrant could pose a national security risk. Well, he's on the terrorist watch list, so don't think it took Sherlock Holmes to crack that case. Again, did you notice the local ice office in question was in Tampa? He was picked up in Yuma, Arizona. He's in Tampa, Florida. Ooh, we're safe everywhere, aren't we? Okay, so due to paperwork and miscommunication, the actual arrest did not take place until May 6th, prompting the Department of Home Security Inspector General, to recommend that Border Patrol implement a better system to identify individuals on the terrorist watch list and for better information sharing practices for ICE. One reason the individual was originally released was that agents were busy processing an increased flow of migrants. This is according to agents in the Yuma sector. Now, gee, what was going on right about that time? Why was there an increased flow? Hmm, let me think. Let's go, Brandon. Okay, so CPC agents explained that the Yuma CPC was over capacity following an increase in apprehensions, which created pressure to quickly process migrants and decrease the time available to review each file. So every time somebody came in, they were on the clock. The clock was ticking. Had to get them out. It's like being at the drive-thru at McDonald's to get the little timer clock running. Now, (laughs) pre-pandemic, and I use that term specifically here, a quick-service restaurant manager was very concerned about how long it took to get a customer from the time they placed the order to the time they were pulling away. And you've all seen these clocks now over the windows where they're uh, monitoring how long it took for that individual customer. And then oftentimes after that timer is done, you'll see it revert to what the average is within a certain time block. All right, so this is the kind of thing that they're doing here. They're literally concerned about trying to get you processed so fast that they're not even taking the time to process you properly, which also is why perhaps if you stop by McDonald's, uh, you order a Big Mac and two fries, and you end up getting a Grimace Shake and a uh, Apple Fritter instead. Sometimes they just haven't taken the proper amount of time to process the order properly. It's the same principle, only applied to our border security. It's bad enough when it happens at Mickey D's, but we're talking about letting a potential terrorist. Just mosey into the country. Here you go, sir. Might we recommend some lovely vacation spots as a new place for you to take up residence? Even if you decide not to stay there, there will be plenty of great soft targets for you to choose from in the event that that's what you come here to. (sighs) Okay, so DHS concurred with the report's recommendations, saying that it would Take steps to clean up the system. Well, isn't that big of you? Oh yeah, uh, you you caught us there, and uh, we should do better. <laughs> is really all that is. We'll we'll address that. Is anybody getting in trouble? Ah, oh, no, of course not. DHS remains committed to protecting the American people and safeguarding our borders through effective and efficient screenings, arrest, and repatriation or removal of migrants who threaten national security. This, quoting from a representative of the department, uh, one who evidently wrote the response letter to the inspector general. Now, I'll remind you that since... Joe Biden assumed residency at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The border has seen record-high illegal crossings. Millions pouring across seeking asylum, or so they say if they get caught. This fiscal year, at least 125 individuals, 125 at a minimum, who crossed the border illegally are on the terrorist watch list. 125 that have been stopped at the border. That leads us to the question, the very obvious question, the very real question, the very legitimate question. How many have gotten away? How many have gotten through unnoticed, unseen? How many? Joe Biden doesn't know. Homeland Security doesn't know. Customs and Border Protection doesn't know. Doesn't matter. It should. But in the end. If it's one or one million. Bad things happen to American citizens as a result. Seems like we should be taking better care of our border, boys and girls. Let's go ahead and take the mid-hour break just a smidge early. And something tells me we're en route to having an overtime session today because I ended up talking a bit longer about those quick headers than I had planned. You guys don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this brief. Richard Battle, author and speaker and media commentator, and you're listening to Tim Tapp on Tapping the Truth.
3: Quite often, we are reminded about how many Americans were less free 150 years ago. But are we, the people, really free today? Or has one form of slavery been replaced by another for all people? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. Many leftist-oriented U.S. citizens, the dragon media, and numerous politicians are united in a concerted effort to literally shackle us politically, economically, and morally. 125 years ago, you were not forced to get permission to collect rainwater, go fishing, start a business, build a home, get married, hunt, use a transportation vehicle, own a weapon, own property, grow food on your own property, sell food, or set up a lemonade stand. Today, you can do virtually nothing without being extorted by government and obtaining their permission first. If you still believe you reside in a land where true liberty is... Respected and encouraged, you are deluding yourself. If you are not outraged by the ongoing assault on our liberties, you are officially a part of the problem. It is if Americans are living in a giant tax farm as free-range humans existing for the purposes of unconstitutional government dictates and bullying. Wake up, my fellow Americans. I'm Ron Edwards. Bye now.
0: Beanstalk's designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire, around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalk's is to simplify that whole process. In other words... Put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstock does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do.
3: Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acidic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to TheRonEdwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase. And to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup.
4: Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Skull. Einstock beer is a globally distributed award winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Actuari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, H-E-B in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat. Skull.
0: Hi, I'm Christina Bob, author of Stealing Your Vote, and attorney for the Donald J. Trump for President 2024 campaign. And you're listening to Tim Tapp and in Tap into the Truth.
2: right ladies and gentlemen thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break as we jump back into action here i need to talk to you about a most important kind of action there is the action of standing up against tyranny The action of protecting yourself, your family, your friends, your neighbors, your property from criminal activity. We're talking about the activity of you exercising your God-given, constitutionally protected rights, including the right to bear arms. Now, if you're going to bear arms, that means you got to carry, right? If you're carrying your weapon, then you're good to go. Because there's no sure path to become a victim of tyranny than to give up your guns. There's no quicker way to become a victim of crime than to not have your gun when you need it. Which is why it is a huge mistake that a lot of us gun owners have made, myself included, when we pick out a holster that's so uncomfortable we just stop carrying. So that in the event that that horrible, terrible, very no-good day should arrive, where we do have to stand up and defend ourselves or our family or whoever... We're at a huge disadvantage because we don't have our firearm with us. And that is also why Vanish Holsters is quickly becoming one of the most popular holsters in the country. They have thousands of customers that swear that Vanish Holsters are the most comfortable holster, period. End of that discussion. No comparison, they say. Thousands of those same customers will tell you that if you start using a Vanish Holster, you'll never stop carrying. Now, that's pretty, yes, pretty solid uh, recommendation there, guys. And, and I'm not talking about a, a, a few people that that work for the company or a few fringe randos uh, somewhere on the Internet. We're talking about thousands of their customers, people that have purchased the holsters from them. Now, Vanish is designed to save you money, too and who can't afford to save a little money. It's designed to fit about 99% of semi-automatic handguns out there. It will hold two additional magazines that you can keep loaded in case you need a, a quick reload. And it's also designed to work without a tactical belt. So there's a hidden expense that sometimes leads to some level of discomfort. So guess what? No tactical belt, that's saving you money. And it's also designed to work in different positions. So you can put it in the position that you want. The one that works best for you. Again, going back to that most comfortable holster uh, out there, period. Now here's it. As with everything else, they are a sponsor of this show. But all I ask you to do is to go and see for yourself. You can do that by visiting www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. And the reason you want to include that backslash T-A-P-P is because that automatically activates a $50 discount if you decide to make a purchase while you're there. Important to note, however, that $50 discount is only lasting through the end of July. So if you want to take advantage of the full $50 discount, you're really going to need to go ahead and do that sooner rather than later. Don't keep putting it off if you've been waiting and waiting. Save yourself the $50. Bidenomics, you need to save money where you can. Uh, So again, that's www.vnsh.com backslash. T-A-P-P. Save yourself 50%. Now, there will continue to be a discount after uh, July is over, but it's not going to be as big. Take full advantage of the $50 discount. You need to save the money. And I think you'll like the holsters. Okay, so we talked last week about a federal judge putting in a restriction to Tennessee's laws that were designed to protect children from life-altering transgender procedures. They did not stop the surgeries. They they, they basically, the the judge said, okay, well, we're going to draw a line. Uh, Tennessee's okay to, to not let minors have these gender reassigning surgeries, but I am a judge, and I have decided that these doctors are perfectly within their rights to treat these children however they deem they need to be treated. So, uh, cross-sex hormones and uh, puberty blockers, if the doctor says the kid needs that, we're going to block that aspect of the Tennessee law and let the doctors go ahead and do that. Well, that changed. Uh, going into the weekend, uh, Tennessee, we talked about how Tennessee stepped up and took action to fight back. Uh, that was on Thursday's broadcast, if I remember correctly, or uh, Wednesday's broadcast. Anyway, earlier last uh, this past week, uh, Tennessee filed all the necessary paperwork. Well, going into the weekend, it's been undone, and so now the Tennessee law that protects children from all these life-altering transgender procedures, in fact, is in full effect. The appeals court overruled the judge's earlier ruling that blocked the laws, and now, as of Saturday, which was yesterday, Time of the Light broadcast, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit ruled against that preliminary injunction by U.S. District Judge Eli Richardson, the one that was blocking portions of the Tennessee law. Yep, the Court of Appeals decided that uh, the Attorney General of the state of Tennessee was correct when he filed a motion for an emergency stay. The same quote, If the injunction remains in place during the appeal, Tennessee will suffer irreparable harm from its inability to enforce the will of its legislature to further the public health considerations undergirding the law, and to avoid irreversible health risk to its children. Now, Chief Judge Jeffrey Sutton, happened to be a George W. Bush appointee, wrote that, also adding that, quote, Tennessee is likely to succeed on its appeal of the preliminary injunction. Now, the Tennessee Attorney General, who has been Tennessee's Attorney General since September of 2022, celebrated the court's decision in a statement that he released on Saturday as well, saying, quote, The case is far from over. But this is a big win. The Court of Appeals lifted the injunction, meaning that the law can be fully enforced and recognized that Tennessee is likely to win the constitutional argument in the case. Now, that's big, guys. When you have an appeals court judge say that "Mm, we don't get to hear the constitutional argument uh, just yet, We, we haven't got to that point. But looking at this law and looking at what's been established as precedent, and then looking at what both the Tennessee state constitution says and what the U.S. constitution says, uh, we think Tennessee is going to win here. Now, Tennessee's law was passed after an investigation from the Daily Wire host, Matt Walsh, revealed that transgender procedures were being performed on children at Vanderbilt's Pediatric Transgender Clinic. The law, which passed overwhelmingly in the legislature, was sponsored by Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson and House Minority Leader William Lamberth. Just, you know, giving you the facts of the year. Quoting here from Lamberth, I am thankful to the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals for confirming what Tennesseans already know children cannot give consent to experimental medical procedures or drugs that destroy their healthy bodies. While this decision is very encouraging, it is only one battle won in a war waged by the left to groom and harm a generation of innocent children. We will continue this fight to protect children all the way to the Supreme Court, if that's what it takes. Great job, AG, and team. So, you know, little celebration there, and rightfully so, because they did do a good job. They wasted no time. How often do you see a an emergency uh, hearing and come out with a result like this in this short amount of time? We literally had less than a week. We were looking at a injunction that was put in place like on Tuesday of last week, and by Saturday, the injunction had been list, uh, lifted. So, good job, everybody, including the appellate court. Now, in his decision, Judge Sutton wrote that health risks associated with puberty blockers and cross sex hormones, which have been associated with future fertility problems, were a key consideration for the court. He was also skeptical of Richardson's claim that Tennessee's laws violated the 14th Amendment. Uh, Quoting here, That prompts the question whether the people of this country ever agreed to remove debates of this sort about the use of new drug treatments on minors. From the Conventional place for dealing with new norms, new drugs, and new technologies. The democratic process. Life tenured federal judges should be wary of removing a vexing and novel topic of medical debate from the ebbs and flows of democratic, um, sorry, of democracy by consulting a truly, a largely unamendable federal constitution to occupy the field. Now, he he got into this very lawyerly place during the speak, but basically all he's saying is that no federal judge should be taking this culture war issue out of the culture. Stop taking it out of the hands of the people that need to debate. You have parents that are right now making decisions about this kind of thing that don't have all the information. It was a little over a week ago that we were talking about AMC and their reaction uh, to pull a movie, a documentary about kids who transitioned when they were young and have since tried to detransition and all the issues that they've had. A movie like that should be available. A movie like that. A documentary, an actual honest-to-goodness documentary with real-life stories being told, from their point of view, when it comes to the detransitioning side of it, needs to also be available for parents that are making these decisions for their children. Because the children, they can't legally do this. Except maybe in a state like California. So, you know, uh, the parents don't support it. So the teachers will intervene and they'll hide them away. And then we'll let the doctors make the changes before anybody even informs the parents where the kids have ran off to. That kind of crap. That's legal there because parental rights don't exist in the leftist mentality. Why? Because it takes a village, guys. These aren't your kids. They're our kids. So if we all collectively decide that this is better for them, then you as the actual parent need to sit down, shut up, and leave us alone. We're dealing with the issue. In this case, the judge is right that judges should not be making that decision. They should be looking at the Constitution and realizing there is no role for government in this, and they need to get the hell out of it. Parental rights should trump any social concerns. And that is where this still remains. It's about gender identity politics. It's about saying the right things to keep some of those really squeaky wheels oiled. Because there's not a lot of them, but they get really loud when they're mad, right? So the appeals court also ruled that states had the authority to regulate certain drugs, meaning that even if, and this is important because we know how the left likes looking for workarounds as soon as the courts issue a decision they don't like, if they lose on appeal on the constitutionality, The state of Tennessee and the federal courts didn't turn around and say, Okay, well, no, you're no longer allowed to put leave this law in place, and we're going to start treating kids with this again. The state has the legal authority to regulate the drugs, meaning that they can still put new restrictions that's completely within their power and their authority, as recognized by the federal court, that would make it impossible for cross sex hormones. and for these other puberty blockers to be put in place. So they can still surgically transition, but they can't manipulate their body in other ways. Uh, That seems like a half measure, but it may be more than that. It may be better than that, considering that typically they start with the hormone treatments or the puberty blockers, well, before they go the surgical route. So maybe if you can stop them from doing stage one, you'll keep them from going to stage two, at least in some cases, cases at first. But make no mistake, we know how radical the left is. And the left will not hesitate to just skip right ahead to the parts they can do. In fact, they'll start putting more pressure on parents. Oh, you must surgically transition your children or they'll kill themselves because that's what they already do well, if your kid feels this way, they're just going to kill yourself if you don't support them and do all this crazy stuff that isn't doing them any good. Anyway, quoting from the ruling, it says, it is well within a state's police power to ban off-label uses of certain drugs. At the same time, it is difficult to maintain that the medical community is of one mind about the use of hormone therapy for gender dysphoria when the FDA is not prepared to put its credibility and careful testing protocols behind the use. So, yeah, there's that. So, regardless of how you look at this and regardless of what else plays out moving forward, and and this is a long way off from being done. Uh, the Tennessee ACLU has already come out and made their statements. Oh, we're going to keep fighting for the transgender kids. We're not going to stop until Tennessee is safe for all families of all types. You know, the usual leftist bovine excrement. So the fight's a long way off from a <clears throat> Very long way off. But this is still a win. And it's a big one. <clears throat> So right now, in the state of Tennessee, children are protected from the left-wing effort to destroy their minds and their bodies. Now, the left is going to continue to try to twist the minds of these young kids, going to try to continue to warp them, going to try to convince them that dressing up in drag or going nude on a bicycling adventure during a parade. is all perfectly normal and it should be awe-inspiring and very brave. They're going to continue all that crap because that's what they do now. And, and we're expected to believe that that is brave and bold and being your authentic self. Uh, can you not be your authentic self like at home, behind a closed door? Can you not be your authentic self? fully clothed, because, I mean, if you can't be your authentic self fully clothed, then again, get back behind the closed door and uh, please uh, lower the shades or draw the curtains back or whatever you need to do, because your authentic self is for you and whoever chooses to spend that special time with you. It's not for general consumption. It's not for the public. It really isn't. Uh, You keep hearing about how hypocritical it is to, oh, well, you act a certain way in public, but then different at home. That's the way life's supposed to be, guys. You're not supposed to be this really wild, weird, experimental kind of whatever out in public. You're just not. Public is for public. And it would still be different yet if you were only dealing with adults. But the left, when it comes to this type of activity, diplomatic word use there, they have stopped targeting adults. They no longer try to convince the adults. They no longer say, hey, isn't it uh, none of your business what we do in our bedrooms? That's not the argument anymore. Hasn't been since the early 90s. That was the argument back then. It's none of your business what we do in our bedroom. And you're right. There's a reason that was the argument, because it's correct. It's not our business what you do in your bedroom. It's not your business what we do in our bedroom. But when you decide to try to make it our business, you should not be surprised when we clap back. If you decide that you're going to dress up like a nun and say all types of sacrilegious things towards the Catholic Church while you're at a Dodgers baseball game, don't be surprised when the Catholic fans of the Dodgers have a reaction. Don't act like it's wrong for them to have that reaction. They have the same right. Right to have that reaction that you have to do whatever you're going to do because that's how rights work. Your rights exist. So do mine. My rights don't trump yours, but your rights don't trump mine. That's why the courts have been established to decide who's overstepping when we come into conflict. And again, this would all still be an academic exercise if it was just the adults, but you do this stuff in front of kids, you have drag queen story hours, you have these parades, video of parades during the last Saturday of June, the so-called pride month, just, oh, nauseating, stomach turning, seeing this stuff, and to know that no legal action was taken, despite the fact that there are still decency laws on the books in most of the cities where this happened. They did it anyway. Well, as far as I can tell, no laws were broken. You had these cyclists, nude cyclists, rolling up beside children and stopping to talk to them. Tell me how that is not illegal. If you have public decency laws, it's literally textbook. Because you went from exposing yourself in a fashion that's not acceptable to engaging with minors. Uh No, no, no. Not not during the month of June. Uh, month of June, uh, they're allowed to do whatever they want. Well, they seem to be allowed to do whatever they want, anytime they want. It's wrong. It's still part of the left's effort to try to normalized pedophilia. Their effort to try to normalize everything that destroys a culture, destroys a family, destroys the soul of human beings. That is what they are doing. You want to dress up like a pony and prance around, do it in your own backyard with the fence up? I don't care. Surprise, surprise. Nobody else is going to care either but you start doing this stupid crap out in public, you have made it other people's business, and when it's somebody else's business too, then it's not just yours. You don't get to be the only person making that decision, and you should face consequences, not only when you break the law, but also when you break societal norms. There's a reason why societal norms exist. That's how we built our society. That's how we were able to get along for the amount of time that we have. This is the same reason why communities break away from one another. Because you want to establish a new societal norm. But that involves you actually taking the steps to break away and still having the decency to do it within your own sphere of influence and not just randomly exposing everyone else to it. Why should I have to? Because. You don't get to decide what other people have to look at. You don't get to decide whether or not it's okay to prance around nude in front of small children. Or dress up in BM, BS, LD, whatever freaking leather bondage gear crap in front of small children. You don't get to say, even if you're a doctor, that, oh, yes, this seven-year-old needs to be on puberty blockers because uh, she said that she likes uh, the movie Rambo one time. No. That's not a legitimate medical opinion. I don't care how many doctors come up with it. I don't care what the psychological guides and the pediatric guides say about it. That's not a legitimate medical opinion. That is a cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. We're cashing in on kids who are now going to become lifelong patients. Lifelong, especially if we get to push them so far as to in the surgeries because the constant maintenance, the constant treatment's going to last forever for as long as that child lives. If the child lives longer than the doctor, guess what? The doctor's cashed in for the rest of his life and some other doctor gets to pick up the pieces after Whatever freaky, and I know I've said this a lot lately, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but for the love of Pete, what happened to first do no harm? What happened to the Hippocratic Oath? What happened to actual faith in science, especially in medicine? What happened to a doctor seeing a patient and having them explain, oh, I'm having these strange series of cramps, okay, uh, Bill? uh, uh, these abdominal cramps, uh, how long have they bothered me? For, for about uh, six hours now. Okay, well, you do seem bloated. But wait, what was that? That, that was a weird, I don't know, it just does that sometimes. Okay, Bill, I'm going to need you to disrobe and... Oh my God, you're a woman! You're pregnant and about to have a baby! It's important, actual information, for medical professionals to be able to treat you properly. How much time is lost while you're pretending? Blah. Okay, anyway, when it comes to health, you need to take your own health into your own hand, hands. As such, if you're worried about your heart, your memory, swollen, achy joints, I've got an Antarctic supplement that really can help with issues with all three of those. They can't help with any of the other stuff we've been talking about, but they can help with that. Uh, One of my best transitions of all time, I know. Uh, This particular krill supplement, it's been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health. Uh, Some lefties could use some brain health help. It also helps reduce inflammation, swelling, joint pain. And it's really helped me with uh, my joint pain. It's been amazing. Uh, In fact, I had an instance where I ended up skipping a couple of days. And I really could tell with my knee. Uh, when I, how much it had been helping me by how I felt after a couple of days of missing. I can't guarantee you that it's going to work w- the same wonders for you that it does for me, but I can promise you it has done an extremely good job of me. It's been very good with my joints. And, uh, there's never been a better time to try it for yourself. Just go to fixswollenfeet.com. You can get up to 58% off right now. So <clears throat> you're going to visit the uh, native path Antarctic krill oil. This is what you're looking for. It's pure, it's effective, it's very bioavailable, it absorbs into your body very easily. It contains potent antioxidants that help further reduce inflammation and swelling beyond what almost any other supplement is capable of doing. It's about eight times more potent than fish oil. Now, it's for a limited time here that you can grab native path antarctic krill oil for as low as $23 a bottle. That's 30 pills. That's a month supply if you're taking one a day. You can take up to two if you need to. Uh, I recommend you give it a try. Just go visit them over at fixswollenfeet.com. Uh, heck of a website. Heck of a story. Let's reset the hour and pick up on the other side. I need a break after that.
1: This is Matt Fitzgibbons from PatriotMusic.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the, the Truth. The rains coming, the rains coming. All your days and all your nights, it brings a storm on you. Yeah, yeah. The rains coming, the rains coming. All your days and all your nights, it brings a storm on you. Because the rain. They homeschooled on their farm, making so much more from so much less.
4: America. This is Ken Crow with conservative daily briefing, and you are listening to Tim Tap. Tap into the truth.
2: All right, we are a little thunderstruck, and I want to thank uh, Ken Crow again. Uh, He was a part of last Friday night's live show and hung out with us for the biggest part of an hour. Uh, And he said some things that really surprised me, Uh, I I have to say, because Ken has been for some time. uh, (laughs) He was like, let me be the conductor of the Trump train. And uh, he has some very serious concerns about Trump's ability to win the nomination at this point. And uh, he laid out his points uh, very, very well, I must say. Uh, things that I have heard it and uh, things that I've been seeing, kind of a, a slow burn thing, where folks are really starting to kind of turn away from Trump's antics. Uh, you wouldn't have known it to see the reaction he got at uh, Vegas when he visited the UFC fights this past weekend. Obviously, folks have been playing that up quite a bit. In fact, one of the funniest videos that I've seen so far today was one showing uh, a comparison side by side. uh, Donald Trump's Saturday to uh, Joe Biden's Saturday. Uh, Biden, of course, went to a beach on Delaware and and he was shuffling about, could barely walk. It didn't even really look like he should have been left alone. Uh, he certainly seemed like just some rando out at the beach that nobody would have thought was, oh, hey, this is the, the leader of the free world here. Of course, mostly because he's not the leader of the free world. He's just a uh, front man being puppeteered. But anyway, uh Trump, of course, huge reaction. People still love Donald Trump, and a large number do. But when it comes to politics, Trump is really still kind of letting his ego get in the way, and he's not necessarily recapturing all of the time the mentality of, let me take those slings and arrows for you. I will stand between you and them, and I will fight to restore liberty and freedom, and I will make America great again. That's The general message, and he does it sometimes. And when he does that, he's phenomenal. But he also still spends a lot of time trying to relitigate the past and a lot of discussion about what are you going to do for him now as opposed to just here's what I'm going to do for you. And when he's doing that, that's when he's at his best. But his attacks on DeSantis coming from the left... And a lot of uh, time being spent talking about things that just aren't as important to the voters as the focal point should be right now. And beyond all of that, he does have some serious legal problems upcoming. Uh, The thing ongoing in Georgia is going to be a problem. But the the documents, the classified documents, which you know i tried to play off a lot of this too but this recording of him with the document that he claims what i've heard the excuses i've heard a lot of people trying to cover it has turned off a lot of uh his former military support and we kind of discussed all that and more so if you missed it go back and check it out uh certainly worth listening it was last friday's uh podcast and I've still been sharing it on social media. So just look through my thread, uh, threads and, and you'll see it. Okay. So since we're talking about Trump, kind of, one of Trump's big uh, campaign issues when he ran and won the first time was immigration. One of Joe Biden's worst domestic policies is immigration. The state of Texas has been trying to to act as a barrier to protect itself and other states in the process as well. Uh, Of course, we had a story last week where we had federal agents, uh, freaking Customs and Border Patrol agents, that were cutting razor wire on private property so that illegal migrants could come on through. Well, a big part of what happened there, chunk-wise, is the fact that Their argument for being able to do it, despite I still say they were trespassing on private property, the state of Texas put up that razor wire and that the state of Texas had full permission of the private property owner to put it there. So what that really constitutes is that the federal agents needed to redirect those individuals that were illegally crossing into our country to another location. They needed to send them on down the road a piece, right? They didn't do that. They cut the, the barbed wire, destroying uh, state of Texas property while illegally trespassing on private property. You don't get to just show up and, and do stuff. Even if you think you have the legal authority to do part of what you're doing, you still have to follow the procedures, right? You don't just get to arrest somebody. You have to go get a warrant first, Right. You catch them actually committing a crime, that's one thing. Same thing applies for if you're going onto somebody's property, you have to get permission. If the property doesn't belong to the federal government, then federal agents can't just go running about willy-nilly, period. Well, we had all that happen, and of course we've talked about it previously, in fact I've uh, been sharing that one quite a bit on social media too, because it hits a very recent broadcast, but state of Texas is not going to be outdone because the argument there from the federal government was that they had already crossed over into U.S. territory. And at that point, these people were under the jurisdiction of the federal government. That they needed to be processed in accordance with federal law, which, again, I'll say it's not actually in accordance with federal law. It's in accordance with the current administration's dictates. Actual federal law says that you don't get to apply for asylum unless you come through a legal port of entry. And if somebody has to cut barbed wire on private property, and they have to cut razor wire on private property to let you through, then that's not an official legal point of entry, I can guarantee you. But the state of Texas will not be undone. See, they realized that, okay, well, the official border is right in the middle of the Rio Grande. So, if we put something up, some kind of barrier, if we were to keep these illegal migrants from actually entering into the United States, then they're not under the jurisdiction of the federal government, so they can be turned back. So, Texas... (laughs) they came up with a good plan, and I'm digging it. Now, I'm sure there's already machinations from the federal government to cease and desist, and there'll be a big fight about it, and it's going to be fun to watch. But Texas law enforcement officials began installing barriers on the Rio Grande River in an effort to stop these illegal aliens from trying to cross the river to reach the U.S. Quoting here, New marine barrier installation on the Rio Grande begins today. Uh, That, of course, was in a tweet from Governor Abbott's office. I sent that out on Friday. Texas DPS is overseeing the project in Eagle Pass. More to come. If you haven't seen the video of him putting them out, it's, (laughs) you should see it. These are four foot wide orange spherical buoys and they spin if somebody tries to grab onto them. you know you, you try to reach up if you're going to try to pull yourself over it it just spins so you can't <laughs> it keeps now you might be able to hang onto it and it'll spin you far enough to just flip you underneath the water and back up to the other side maybe but these things are awesome for the barrier the barriers can be moved or extended if need be so Uh, They can put these barriers into one place, and then if folks go further down the river, uh, if you see them trying to move uh, and and enter at a different point, you've got plenty of time to move the barriers too. (laughs) These are pretty cool, actually. I'm I'm kind of, it, it seems so simple, but sometimes the best solutions are the simplest ones, right? Now, the effort, of course, is a part of the state's, Operation Lone Star, which has been ongoing for a bit now, and that, of course, aims to combat the catastrophic, unleashed uh, onset of invasion uh, that came forward because Joe Biden's immigration policies are so horrific. Uh, The literally, uh, I I don't know, catastrophic isn't a strong enough word, I don't think. Anyway. Small business owner filed a lawsuit against the state claiming that the barrier will impact his livelihood as a kayak tour guide. So that's one of the negative things that's popped up. Uh, This uh, Eppie's canoe and kayak team, the owner uh, of this, uh, Jesse Fuentes, he filed his lawsuit just a few hours after law enforcement began installing the barriers, claiming that they will cause him immediate and irreparable harm. I I, I don't think I buy that, though. It's interesting to see. I I think this guy's a lefty that just wants to see all these folks continue to come across the border. But, uh, you know, it might seem... You might take away some of the natural beauty that you normally would experience kayaking on the Rio Grande. But if you stay on the one side, you can still kayak or canoe down the Rio Grande. And you can, through some of the gaps, like I said, these are spherical. So as you pass by, there are gaps you can still see across into mexico if that's what you want but uh, the terrain isn't that much different from the mexico side to the american side so you can still see a lot of everything you want to see on that side so i don't buy it and i hope the uh i hope the judge he ends up in front of is not one of these lefty crybabies that's trying to to stop texas from defending its own borders here because It's just, I don't see where it really impacts the business. I'm sorry, that sounds like BS, it's an excuse. And he was probably on standby uh, so that he could claim that he has standing to file this lawsuit. It should be tossed out immediately because it's a BS claim. Uh, Quoting here from a statement from the, the lawyer for the company, the governor proclaims to support law and order, yet he initiated Operation Lone Star without legal authority and seeks to install buoys to score political points without a legitimate public policy objective. And again, uh, lie, lie, and lie again. And as a lawyer, you would expect he would know he's lying. So uh, don't give him the benefit of the doubt here. The governor does support law and order, and he's trying to establish the fact that that law and order should exist within his state, even when the federal government refuses to do their job and protect the border. He initiated Operation Lone Star because that is an executive-level operation that he does have full authority to do. Uh, what legal authority are you expecting him to need? He, guess what? He doesn't. The governors of the state have a lot of authority to protect the people within those states. And when it does come into conflict with federal law, then you let the feds handle it. And what ultimately should happen is the federal courts need to start recognizing when the federal government has failed to meet its general minimum requirements, then the states should not be held liable in any negative fashion for filling in the gap. Because ultimately the safety of the citizens of the state of Texas are at risk here. For every good person just seeking a better life coming across that border illegally, so too comes an Iranian terrorist. So too comes a Muslim extremist from Morocco that just wants to blow themselves up once they find a soft target. So too comes some uh, Chinese bought-off individual that's smuggling fentanyl into the markets. So, too, comes some new coyote that's working for the uh, cartels that's leading folks to a life of indentured servitude here in the States because they can never pay off the debt that's been accrued to, to get them across the border. So many bad things are happening here. It certainly outweighs what few good possible things might be happening, and uh, let me reiterate the fact that even if you're just looking for a better life, it's still not okay to just illegally cross the border. It's just not. Your motivations are not pure, and I'm sorry, again, but if you are seeking asylum, the asylum laws are clear, and just because one administration or another wants to pretend like they have the authority to change the law by offering up some executive orders instead still doesn't change the law. It doesn't make it any different. If you are seeking asylum in the United States, American law requires that you enter through a legal port of entry and ask for asylum. U.S. asylum law requires that you have legitimate political need. Not socioeconomic, but political. Are you in physical harm because some political actor in your home country will kill you or your family if you stay? If that's not the case, that's not grounds for asylum. Oh, well, you know, I can't find work in Guatemala. I can find some crappy field work here in the United States, but you guys pay $15 an hour or more, and that's more than I would see in a lifetime of working some legitimate job back in Guatemala, if I could find it. That's economic. That is not political. Sorry, that doesn't get you asylum. But hey, why should we pay attention to little things like the law and the Constitution, right? Yeah. So there's no legal authority here. Crapola if there's not. Abbott, of course, did fire back about the lawsuit on Twitter because, you know, that's where politics is done these days. Greg Abbott said, quote, we will see you in court and don't think the Travis County court will be the end of it. This is going to the Supreme Court. Texas has a constitutional right to secure our border. And you know what? I'm glad to hear Governor Abbott talk so tough. I hope he sticks to his guns here. Those of you in Texas happen to know that Abbott sometimes talks a good game, doesn't always live up to it. This is a case, though, that I do think he wins. He does seem to know instantly that the Travis County Court uh leftist activist in black robes is probably going to come down on the side of the business owner. Oh no, those big orange buoys, they're affecting my business. Take them away. Oh no, 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 my friend. Now this goes to appeal. They win on appeal. The little lefties aren't going to get their way here because even the feds They don't have a leg to stand on here because, again, their argument, their justification for cutting that razor wire on the private property last week was that these illegal migrants had already reached U.S. soil. These buoys keep them from technically crossing the border. If you don't reach U.S. soil, the feds don't actually have the final say. And yes, Texas, Arizona, California, if they cared to, all have the legal right to protect their border, whether the federal government is going to do their part in protecting the border or not. They do. They It's in the state constitutions, and it's clear cut that the states have rights. It's a big reason why we should have never redone the Senate to the point that state rights get ignored. So I do hope Governor Abbott stands firm on this. He needs to. In a press release from the governor's office last week, the state did announce that Operation Lone Star has led to over 387,000 illegal migrant apprehensions and more than 30,400 criminal arrests with more than 28,500 felony charges reported. Quoting here, in the fight against fentanyl, Texas law enforcement has seized over 421 million lethal doses of fentanyl during this border mission. How many lives just got saved? How many lives have been saved by stopping 421 million lethal doses of fentanyl? Now, all this could be avoided if the federal government would step up and do their job. If Joe Biden would, uh, slip off of the Delaware, Delaware Beach, uh, and, you know, slip back into his comfy slippers and then say, you guys, uh, let's actually, let's actually take control of the border. I know we've been telling people it's under control, but let's actually do it. Where's my pudding? That's literally all it would take if he would just, for one second, do the freaking job that he so desperately wanted his entire life. Because he has, it's been clear, how many times did he run for president when he was in the Senate? Three? Four? How many times did that run end abruptly in disgrace? Oh, there was the plagiarism charges. Oh, there was the, oh, you're completely inept. Uh, There was the racism charges. Because, you know, he is the guy that made the comments about segregating schools and, and you know, uh, didn't want to turn the inner city schools into urban jungles. Talking about black students coming to predominantly white schools where his daughter was still in school at the time. He didn't want to turn it into an urban jungle. Ooh, racist much, Joe? <laughs> I tell you what, if you don't know who you're voting for, Donald Trump or Joe Biden, then you ain't black. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of not black, black folks out there, because there's a lot of folks that voted for Joe Biden that evidently didn't have a clue how racist this old school son of a gun is. But you know, he's harmless now. Yeah, send me my Do the job. Self-censoring, trying not to get too carried away. Uh Although the Sunday broadcast typically isn't rebroadcast on the radio stations, just in case I end up sending this one to Doug if something happens for the Tuesday show, just try to keep it radio-friendly. So bear with me. But yes, just do the job. How hard is it actually to do the job? It's not. The problem is, for all these political leftists, they think the job is to finish destroying our form of government. So kudos to Governor Greg Abbott. Kudos to the state of Texas. Let's deploy more of these sons of guns. Uh, Let's get these deployed wherever we can get them. Because I love it. These are huge. They're literally four feet. Now, about half of it's going to be underwater. But it is enough that you can't climb over it. They're designed to roll if you try to climb over it. So you're going to keep flipping off Two, isn't this going to lead to people drowning? Yeah, you let two or three of these people drown. And maybe the rest will think twice about trying to get across. Oh, that's so mean, Tim. Why are you so mean? Heartless. Sometimes the only love that matters is tough love, okay? Sometimes some of the weaker specimens in the gene pool need to get flushed out. Sometimes criminal activity needs to be deterred so that people will be like, hmm, I don't know if I want to try that or not. What happens in a state where they have an express lane to the death penalty? Uh Do you go around killing folks? Not near as much. What happens if you're the same guy, but you're in a state where the death penalty isn't even on the table? I'll just kill anybody I want to willy-nilly. Why is there so much more crime in places that are run by Democrats as opposed to places that are run by conservatives? Because there are no consequences for the criminal behavior. Because in a place run by Democrats, in a place run by political leftists, the criminal is the victim, and the victims are to blame. Sorry, I, I just have a really hard time with that mindset. I have a hard time with that philosophy. I don't understand why more Americans don't have a hard time with it. When does it actually affect you? When it comes to your house? When it comes to your home? When somebody that you love or care about becomes the victim of a crime and you're treated like the bad guy because you want justice to be served? Hell, you're not even asking for vengeance. Just justice. Let's punish this in accordance with our law. Just Punish this SOB that hurt my family. Is that is that where we need to be at? Is that when you're finally going to care about how this nonsense about defunding the police and sending in social workers and treating every criminal like they're a victim of society? Is that when it's going to bother you? Because if that's what it takes, the sad part is if we don't change course soon, that's going to happen to you sooner rather than later. You will feel that pain. That is going to affect you. Again, how many lethal doses of fentanyl has Operation uh, Lone Star prevented? How many, guys? 421 million lethal doses? 421 million. This is just the ones they managed to stop which is probably not even 10% of what's coming across, why isn't the federal government doing their job to try and help stop it? Why does the governor of the state of Texas have to step up and do it? Why did the federal government get in the way when the state of Arizona, a few years back, tried to stop it? When all they did is pass a law that mirrored the federal immigration law. It just They gave themselves the authority to monitor the border when the feds wouldn't do it. There's nothing illegal or unconstitutional about it, but the federal courts still came down siding with the federal government saying that it was unconstitutional because it's the federal government's job. But what is wrong with the states stepping up when the federal government doesn't or won't? Nothing. In fact, the Constitution encourages it in most situations. But hey, why did a little thing like the truth get in the way of a really great story, right? Kudos, Governor Abbott. Kudos, Texas. Let's put up more orange buoys. I'm all for it. And hey, if I'm running a kayak business uh, on the Rio Grande, I probably should be out of business anyway. There's a lot better rivers to to kayak down. Oh, my God in heaven. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and take a mid-hour break. But before that, I didn't talk about four patriots yet. Normally, I do that going right into the hour. Uh, guys, it, it doesn't matter how you're trying to prepare. Uh, just get prepared, okay? Bad things are going to happen. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're living in. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter how good law enforcement or first responders are where you are, or how bad they may be. What matters is that whether you're talking about storms or natural disasters or civil unrest, There are plenty of things that are on the table that could happen, that will happen at some point, that you need to be prepared for. So whether you're stacking up emergency food supplies for survival kits, or if you just try to make sure you have some emergency backup electricity, these are things that our friends over at 4 Patriots can help you with. I suggest you just go check out and see everything they've got going on. They have this great uh, with solar power charging capable uh, a, a freezer chest that I just drool over every time I visit the site. I say, oh, I so want that. I really do. Because even when the power goes out, oh no, I have to keep my ice cream frozen. Whoop, here we go. <laughs> it, is, it is really cool. It's just too small. Uh, they need to make a bigger one. But uh, those are just some of the things over there. So just go check them out. That's all I ever ask. Uh, that's forpatriots.com you see some stuff there that you just have to have. Then don't forget to use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P at checkout. Save yourself 10%. Uh, again, these days, who can't use a little discount, right? Now, save a little money. If, dang. Who doesn't need to save money? So again, for Patriots. That's the number four, you know, four, one, two, three, four, the number four patriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T A P P, at checkout. Save yourself 10% and be prepared for when things go south. Okay? Is, is that a good thing? I think. Okay, so uh, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this. Yeah. This is Kathy Barnett, the National Grassroots Director for the Vivate 2024
0: presidential campaign, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the
1: Truth.
3: The Biden regime hopes to regain the ability to censor those who disagree with its Stalinist way of operation. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Nova brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Recently, the Biden regime filed an appeal in the Missouri versus Biden censorship case. Federal Judge Terry Doughty issued a preliminary injunction prohibiting Department of Homeland Security, the FBI and other agencies from its government wide fascist conspiracy with big tech to censor speech and manipulate the public on a variety of issues. The federal government censored the Hunter Biden story, Corona China virus lab leak theory, efficiency in Corona China virus shots, and other topics. U.S. District Court Judge Terry Doughty found the Biden regime violated the First Amendment by censoring unfavorable views in a blistering 155-page opinion. Gateway Pundit, the lead plaintiff in this historic battle over the right of free speech, has a reason to celebrate, as do all well meaning Americans, including yours truly. Joe Biden and fellow regime defendants strongly desire to censor some Americans, has filed a notice of appeal in the leftist leaning Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans. Here's hoping that freedom of speech remains in the winner's circle. I'm Ron Edwards.
4: By now. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ERH year for a head injury, There have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at
3: independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Remember, constitutional grounds. The coffee you want in your cup.
2: Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named top six in the world in Forbes. While also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter. And we're also now available in 24 states
0: all across the country.
2: So, Boone's Bourbon is a high proof, cash strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon.
1: Everything is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Tangental shoppers, yeah. tangental shoppers. Yeah. yeah There's a clean up yeah. on every aisle. Yeah. yeah. Target yeah. is targeting your kids. Yeah.
2: You're listening to Tap into the truth.
3: Target is targeting They want to target on the back, but they're targeting your kids. They don't even need to ask. Cause you know what it is. So yeah, that's why I keep it strapped. I'm always by my pairs. is are gender guys.
2: Yes, they do. We've been talking about that quite a bit. You know, Ron kind of beat me to the punch earlier, dang it. Next story that I wanted to talk to you about has to do with Biden's appeal to the order blocking contact with social media companies. Because we talked about it just the other night about what a big deal it was. It is a major victory for freedom of speech, even though it was mostly symbolic. But before we get into talking about that topic, I need to talk to you about our friends Oprah at Vanish Holsters. Keep in mind, as always, what happens the surest path to becoming a victim of tyranny is to give up your guns. The quickest way to become a victim of crime is to not have your handgun when you need it. So what do we do? We want to make sure we have a comfortable holster that is very useful and multipurpose because that's going to make sure we continue to carry. I've been there. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I've talked to a few other folks about it. Uh, a lot of gun owners have done it. We'll pick a holster and it's just so uncomfortable we stop carrying and it is a pain in the backside to even admit it but I promise to be honest with you guys and And this is something that's happened to me. Now, here's the thing. Vanish holsters, thousands of customers that will swear to you they're the most comfortable holster in the country. They will tell you point blank that if you start using a Vanish holster, you will never stop carrying. They're designed to save you money as well as be super comfortable because they will fit nearly 99% of all semi-automatic handguns. They're designed to work without a uh, tactical uh, belt. So that's one less thing that you have to worry about, making sure you have it. It's also designed to work in multiple positions, so you can wear it the way that it works best for you. Again, being super comfortable. So as always, I'm just going to ask you to go check it out for yourself. Go visit, see what they have to offer, and you can do that by going to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Now you want to use that backslash T-A-P-P when you go visit because that will automatically activate a $50 discount if you decide to make a purchase. It's important that if you want to take advantage of that $50 discount you do so before the end of July. At the end of July that $50 discount goes away. Now it's my understanding there will be a discount uh, still But it's not going to be 50 bucks anymore. It's going to be less. So if you want to take full advantage of the $50 discount, now's the time. Okay. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. If you haven't done it yet, go do it now. That's www.vnsh.com backslash TAPP to make sure you get that $50 discount. Now, the Biden administration said this past Wednesday, that it plans to appeal a judge's order blocking several government agencies and officials from contacting social media companies. Lawyers with the Department of Justice filed a notice of appeal in the United States District Court for the Western District of Louisiana, setting up a clash over the U.S. District Judge Terry Doherty's judgment that came to us back on Independence Day. If you'll recall, that was one of the primary stories we talked about on the Independence Day broadcast. Darty, who was nominated to hit the bench by former president of the United States, Orange Man Bad. Yeah, we know him as Donald Trump. But for the left, sometimes, no matter what you say, that's all they get. Orange Man Bad. You know, the Orange Man Who's Bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist. Yeah, that guy. He's the one to put Darty in his current position. Now, Darty granted the injunction in a lawsuit brought in 2022 by the GOP Attorney General of Louisiana and Missouri over alleged collusion between the federal government and social media companies to censor disfavored speech in violation of the First Amendment. Now, you heard me emphasize alleged collusion collusion because we now know for a fact that it did happen we've seen the twitter files the information's been released Shoot, most of the uh, government agencies involved have never denied it they've admitted yes this was dangerous this guy said uh COVID 19 vaccination vaccinations were causing uh swelling of the heart in young kids, especially young male athletes. We can't have people telling the truth. I mean, have people telling this story. uh, They'll stop getting their boosters. Disinformation. Misinformation. Translation, facts we don't want the people to know. They've admitted to it. Uh, what else, what else was? It? Oh yeah, uh, uh, election f- integrity. Uh, if I say the word election integrity, whoo, oh, I'm a bad guy because they know that I'm talking about shenanigans that kept uh, Donald Trump from returning to the White House. We want to pass laws. We want to institute rules that's going to make it harder for people to cheat. Now that is something that works both ways. If their guys have a harder time cheating, Our guys have a harder time cheating. And unfortunately, if we're going to do the their guys, our guys uh, mindset and we start playing teams, we do need to acknowledge the fact that sometimes people with an R at the end of their name also engage in cheating. Now, if we're doing the exact same things and the playing field is even, then you get what you get. But I would rather them not be able to cheat. I would rather an election actually have Integrity and be what it's supposed to be. Now, here's, here's the, uh, dipsy do flipperoo move here. And I feel like I ripped that off from somebody. So, uh, hat tip to Dan Bongino. That's who says that. Hat tip to Dan Bongino. Didn't steal your uh, catchphrase on purpose, but it just kind of fit right there. What happens when a lefty talks about election integrity? Well, they're talking about how if we, uh, conservatives, pass a law about voter ID, that that interferes with election integrity. Now, again, you have to understand this is leftist logic, which means it's not logical at all, but that's still what, and it's perfectly okay for them to talk about election integrity. It's not okay for a conservative to talk about election integrity, because it means something very different to each other, right? Right. So the fact that we're still using phrases like "alleged collusion" when it comes to the federal government putting pressure on social media platforms—it's obnoxious. It's absurd. It's a journalistic standard that isn't necessary here because they have admitted it. And again, like I pointed out back on the fourth, it's not like these platforms, at the time they were doing it, needed. The federal government to show up to say, "Hey, can you stop letting these particular folks spread these messages that are making us look bad?" Because they wanted to, they so wanted to. It's just the federal government stopping by saying, "Hey, by the way, here's a list of folks that you know you should uh, shadow ban, or you know whatever you need to do uh, to make sure that uh, their messages are getting out." Well, it just gave them cover. It let them do it, and they could step back and say, well, we didn't want to stifle free speech on our free speech platform, but the federal government made it seem like they were colluding with Russia, and we don't want to have election interference from Russia on our platform. So, yeah, the government made us do it, but we were going to do it anyway. The government didn't make them kick Donald Trump off of every platform that existed. The government was happy that they did, but the government at that point in time, Trump was still in the White House. Oh no, there's an insurrection! Uh, Yeah, somebody needs to get these guys a dictionary. Uh, An old school printed dictionary, one where they can't digitally change the words uh, every five minutes. Uh, One preferably printed before 1980. Uh, At that point in time, we can show them what the word insurrection actually means, and then challenge them to explain how uh, some folks randomly going into the Capitol building, criminally trespassing. Maybe hard to make that argument though when the police open up the barricades, open up the doors, and took some of them even on guided tours. It looked like uh, hard to say that that's criminal trespassing. Might still be trespass, but where's the criminality if the cops are actually helping you do it? Oh, but you see, we're not allowed to see that footage. We're not allowed to talk about that footage. If this show was still being posted to YouTube, I would already have a strike on my channel right now, even before it went up. They'd be like, oh, no, here's more of that election uh crap that uh happened until the truth is spreading. God, jeez, guys. Because you the average American citizen, are not capable of handling the truth. We are literally in the courtroom scene at the end of A Few Good Men when our good friend Tom Cruise is hammering away about wanting the truth and Jack Nicholson point-blank tells him, you can't handle the truth. That's the way the leftist government wants to treat all of us, the average citizen. Anyway. Let's get back to this story, shall we? There's not been a final ruling in the case. The judge's order restricts a number of officials and agencies from meeting or communicating with social media companies for the purpose of urging, encouraging, pressuring, or inducing in any manner the removal, deletion, suspension, or reduction of content containing protected free speech. If it sounded like I was quoting there, I was. Now the injunction does in fact, uh, it affects specific White House officials, including Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, and agencies and certain officials within those agencies, ranging from Homeland Security Department to the Health and Human Services Department to the DOJ and the FBI, all uh, in order here to, to make sure that there were some exceptions. You see, there might be a legitimate need for the FBI to reach out to Twitter and say, uh, you've got a terrorist that's sending out quoted, <laughs> coded messages through these tweets. We need to stop this for national security. Okay. That's legit, right? In a vacuum, in a perfect world where the FBI is doing the job they're supposed to do, And they don't have any intent other than just doing the job, trying to protect American citizens from a potential terrorist attack. That seems perfectly legitimate, so it's hard to argue that we shouldn't let the FBI do it. But here's the problem. Let's go back to what I was saying just a minute ago about how you define an insurrection. Okay, Uh, now, the FBI approaches True Social and says we're going to need you to stop posting Donald Trump's uh, messages because he's trying to lead yet another insurrection. Well, that's national security. That's potentially criminal activity. So they can still twist and manipulate and use the exceptions that were offered up just about in any way they want to because we know they're not afraid to twist the meanings of words. We know they're not afraid to spin anything that doesn't serve them into being something horribly, drastically illegal, illicit, and immoral. Even though, when you're taking lessons on morality and letting the left define morality, then you probably already have some moral issues of your own to begin with. The problem here: these exceptions—they're
0: criminalizing like, Report.
2: by far the most unpopular politician in the history of the United States, wasn't capable of winning the election just because nobody freaking liked her. There are still plenty of people that supported her, air quotes in youth, but they didn't like her. They weren't going to support her to the levels necessary for her to beat a wet paper bag. And we know this because... Wet Paper Bag finished second in the national election that year, right behind Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Wet Paper Bag, Hillary Clinton. That was the order. And then, unfortunately, the Green Party candidate came in fourth. So, again, that shows you Wet Paper Bag, much more popular than most people have expected. It, it, really, it really is a But here's the thing. Why is the federal government already seeking to appeal this decision. Why did they file their intent to appeal? Because if the only thing they were concerned about, and remember, this was their claim from the beginning, those were the only reasons why they were going to the social media platforms to pressure them in the first place. We need to protect the public, whether it's the public health when it came to the misinformation about the jab, or uh, the public in general due to rising risk of uh, domestic terrorism, or the election interference, the activities of Donald Trump when he goes to the state of Georgia and says, find me these votes. If that's all they were ever doing in the first place, the injunction, as it's set, permits them to do all the things they were claiming to do anyway. So why appeal? Unless they are acknowledging that they want to do more. They want to pressure more. They want to control social media. They want to control everything you hear from wherever you hear it. That's what they want. They want to use platforms like Facebook and Threads and Twitter and Gab and Spreely and MeWe and Parlor, if it was still up, but it's gone now. Uh, Getter. uh, Patriot Online. and, And all these platforms, wherever it is, whatever platform it is, they want to use them to create their own ministry of truth. And we know they want a ministry of truth because they already tried to establish one. Not that long ago. You guys remember? We had... Somebody in charge of the Department of Misinformation. <laughs> yeah, Ministry of Truth. That's what that is. They want that. They're not done lying to us. Now, we knew that to begin with. But they're also not done trying to prevent people like Ron Edwards and Ann Ubellis and Don Smith. Uh, people like Ken Crow, who's a common guest on the show. They're not done trying to silence us. They want to silence Tucker Carlson. They want to silence anybody who's out there that's willing to tell you the truth and then give you an honest opinion regardless of how you may react to it. Every time I tell you how I feel about something, I run the risk of making you angry at me. Every time I tell you something positive about Donald Trump, if you're a DeSantis supporter, you're like, oh no, Donald Trump's been terrible this go around. Now notice, it's important to say this go rip. If you happen to be a Trump supporter and you hear me say that "Ah, Donald Trump should have never attacked Ron DeSantis before he was officially in the race. Donald Trump should not be attacking any candidate from the left. I run the risk of making you angry, but I still have an obligation to tell you that honest opinion because the opinions coming from the facts on the ground and the principles for which we are claimed to hold together. Principles that I'm not convinced everyone shares. Now, my hope is that if it is controversial and it does make you mad, it's not enough that you'll stop listening. I hope that it's enough to make you angry enough to go see for yourself, check it out, and then decide if you agree or not once you've checked it out. And if you end up agreeing, and you don't ever have to admit it to me publicly, you can just keep it to yourself. It's okay. But if you do agree, then we can move forward together. If you disagree, then we can agree to disagree and move forward together. That is the way this is supposed to work, this great experiment that we have. It's the way that I hope that it will continue to work. There was another story that I was hoping to get to involving uh, Janet Yellen uh, visiting China. Did an awful lot of bowing. Took a lot of heat for it. Uh, We've got to stop kissing China's backside, and it doesn't matter who it is. They've got to stop. If they don't stop, China already is prepared to clean our clocks, and we really need, need to start recognizing the truth of the matter They are an adversary. They are a declared enemy. They declared that they are our enemy. We need to start treating them as such. And that starts by not kissing their backsides every time somebody from this administration goes to visit. Janet Yellen included. Okay, I didn't have time to get too deep into it, but there it is. Uh, That's a, a headline that you may have missed at this point. Maybe you haven't seen it. Been pretty active online, though. A lot of people criticizing, so there's a good chance you did, but just in case it's out there. Now, real quick before we end the show, uh, one more time, I need to remind you to take your own health into your hands. Do not count on woke medical professionals to take care of you. So if you're worried about heart, your memory, swollen, achy joints, we've got an Antarctic krill supplement right here that could help put an end to issues with all three. This has been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce Inflammation, swelling, and joint pain, Uh, that's what I got it for, and it has worked really well for me. I've had a lot of joint issues. I used to play basketball back in the day. I'm a short guy, but I developed my leg muscles to the point that I was able to play up around the rim. And as a result, the pressure on my knees and ankles, I put a lot of miles, a lot of hard miles on them when I was young, and I pay the price now. This stuff is done miraculous job for me and I, I still have issues but nowhere near what they were without it and it's been completely awesome i can't guarantee you that it'll work as well for you as it does for me but i can offer you a really good opportunity to try it and see for yourself so just go visit fix dot and if you go to that website and place the order from there You can get 58% off Native Path Antarctic krill oil right now. The krill oil is pure. It's effective. It's easily absorbed by the body. It contains potent antioxidants that help reduce inflammation and swelling. And for a limited time, you can get the Native Path acrylic, acrylic, Antarctic krill oil. See, I'm trying to get krill oil, uh, krill and Antarctic merged together. Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil. You can get it for as low as $23 a bottle. That's 30 pills. If you're taking it once a day, that's a month supply. If you're taking it twice a day, which you can, uh, if you've got bad, bad problems, I recommend you try it at that level. Uh, all you have to do is go to FixSwollenFeet.com. That's FixSwollenFeet.com. And that's going to have to be where we leave things at today. Thank you so much for being here as always. I greatly appreciate it. And remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth.
1: Hey y'all, this is Derek Johnson. You can find me at DerekJohnsonCountry.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap and
4: Tapping to the Truth. She's
1: hair pulled back in a camo cap with a catfish on the line. She's an evening gown, night on the town, candlelight and wine. She's shy, she's bold, she's like a nice
2: cold fireball whiskey shot. She's a big high five on the 50-yard line, she's a real cool kind of hot. With her long hair's
1: blowing out, a roll down window, my old truck shines like a brand new Money free, lets me be me. She's a real cool kind of hot. Yeah, real cool.
4: if the good are unafraid.